On today's show, she's one of the American gladiators. You may remember her by such phrases as ice, ice, baby, and no one can break the ice. Please welcome ice. I'm Lori Fetrick and I'm Ice from American Gladiators. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mike Graham Show. And today's special guest is from the American Gladiators. You remember her as Ice. Hey Ice, how are you? How are you doing today? Great, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks for having me. We are gonna have a great time, everybody. And the first question I wanna ask is, how did you get started in bodybuilding? Oh my God, I thought you were gonna say, how did you get on the gladiators? Bodybuilding. Um, I was an athlete. I was an athlete growing up, playing sports my whole life. And then I had to obviously get into the workplace and I wasn't playing high school sports any longer. And so, um, I don't know, I just, I just stumbled into the gym and started working out and there was a trainer in there and they're like, oh my God, you have the physique to do this. Have you ever thought of bodybuilding? I didn't even know what bodybuilding was at the time, to be honest with you. That's when like Rachel McClish was, was really big and present. And um, I just went, I'll start training with you. So I started training and my body started developing very quickly because I was an athlete. And so this one trainer took me under his wing and said, let's do some shows. And I'm like, why not? I'm competitive, so let's see what we can do with this. That's kind of how it all started. So once you became a bodybuilder, then eventually you became an American gladiator. Yes, so I did. Tell us how that transition happened. Um, once I started bodybuilding, I actually wanted to go pro. That was my main thing. I wanted to do magazine covers. I wanted to go pro. And I had done, you know, you kind of work up the ranks in bodybuilding. You start local, then you go city, and then you go state, and then you go nationals. And then if you win nationals, you can go pro. So I had done all those steps, and I had done the nationals, I think, my second time. And I placed third in heavyweights. And I was about to start training for it again. And then the audition for American Gladiators came about. And so I auditioned for that and I was just like, oh my God, no more hardcore dieting and training my butt off. And I was like, you know, we still had to stay in shape, but I was like, oh, sign me up all day long for gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you became an American gladiator, um, a few episodes had already been put in the can, like maybe like 13 episodes, right? So yeah. did you get to see any of those episodes or that hadn't aired yet? So you had not seen the show? Well, it's interesting that you say that because that's kind of how I found out about the show because Ray Hollett was a competitor of mine in bodybuilding. So when I stumbled upon the American Gladiators on television, I saw her. And of course, when you, you know, when you know someone, you're like, oh my God. So I watched it and I say this all the time and people are like, I can't believe you say that. But when I watched the very first 13 episodes, I'm like, oh my God, this is the stupidest show I've ever seen. 
you know, at first, because they had like cardboard cut out for audience and you could see it. It was all fake. It was like the very first reality show of reality shows almost. So I watched her and I was like, wow, this is a show that I can do, you know? So that was my first thought of the American Gladiators, the first 13 episodes. Um, and then I, she got pregnant and they, it kind of created an opening. And that's when I went for it. And what was the training like when you were on the show? Did you get any training at all to be a gladiator? Um, actually, no, no, we, I mean, you know, in the audition, they wanted to make sure that you were very athletic and that you could move. And so therefore, I guess they figured if you could do all the athletic, you know, tryouts, uh, then you could do the games because they kind of did a little simulation of certain games. Um, so it wasn't until our fourth year, I want to say, that they hired a coach from, I believe it was USC. And we went down about three months before the show aired and they put us through a ton of rigor, just hardcore training, you know? So I don't know, maybe they, they thought we were getting out of shape. Maybe they thought we were losing too much. I don't know what it was, but that's when we had one year of training like that, but the rest was all upon, it was all, you know, for us, we had to do our own training. Yeah. And I mean, at that point, you guys were already doing the show. So it's like, now you're giving yeah. me training. I mean, <laughs> do you guys not think we know what we're doing at this point? We're how many years into the show? Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. Who knows? And how did ICE get created? Did you come up with the name ICE? Yes and no. Interesting enough. Um, when I got the job and we were sitting on the bleachers and we were coming up with different names, if you didn't come up with a good name, they would give you one, which was going to be scary. So that was a time that, remember the movie Top Gun with Tom Cruise came out. So we were sitting there and we were just naming stuff you know, looking around, naming stuff. And somebody said, Iceman. And they all looked at me and I looked at them. I was like, how about just ice? And they were like, score. <laughs> kind of how it came about. And you were lucky too, because when you came out, so did a hit song from a certain rapper yes. called Vanilla Ice. And we would chant Ice Ice Baby during your competition matches. That couldn't have been better timing. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You're right. It became my theme song. It became the song that I came out to when we went on tour. I mean, it was awesome. And now, did you ever meet Vanilla Ice? Never did. Oh, but I saw him in the gym where I trained one year. It was at Gold's Gym in North Hollywood. And I saw him. I didn't approach him. But yeah, it was pretty cool. I did see him. And then another thing that would be said once in a while is that no one can break the ice. I remember <laughs> that phrase. How did that phrase kind of come about? They actually, I think the producers actually came up with that one because there was one year that they actually created this big, huge block of ice and they put the American, they, they sketched in the American Gladiators logo and they had me behind it and then they had me punch through it. So I think they, they kind of came up with different little scenarios, you know, little phrases for all of us. And they actually came up with that one. When you were on the show, which gladiators were you the closest to? Um, Zap, she was, we buddied. Um, God, kind of all of us, you know? I mean, to be honest with you, Laser and I were really tight. 
um, Red Williams, which played um, Saber. He and I were real tight. Um, the girls were kind of competitive with one another, you know? So it kind of, that was kind of, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, super rival competitive, but we were. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, there was a few of us, but you know, on screen, we we're all one big family. Off screen, a lot of competition. <laughs> <laughs> and there were many gladiators over the years that came and went. Um, some of the mainstays that were there for a long time was you, Zap, Laser, Nitro was another one that was there for a really long time. Yeah. Um, Turbo as well was another one that was there for a long time. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then in the beginning, you had people like Gemini, Blaze, Gold, Lace, all those gladiators. So a lot of people over the years. Um, yeah. Was there any one gladiator who you thought was great, but maybe just didn't get enough credit for how good they were? I would say Jazz. Jazz was... Man, she was, she was fierce. She was tough. She was an athlete. She was built. I think this girl probably, if I were to guess, and it's just a guess, 5'9", probably 170, solid. You know, I think she was a, a field, a track and field athlete. But um, yeah, she didn't, I mean, she should have gotten probably more recognition, but, and she was just an amazing, but, she was an amazing gladiator, but what happens is if you're shy after the competition and you just do your competition and you leave, but you're not, your face isn't in the camera and you're, you know, kind of playing the role, you kind of, it kind of, I noticed it, you didn't take off that well. And I think possibly that could have been it. I don't know, but yeah, she was an amazing, fierce gladiator. And the way the show worked is that there were four contenders, two men and two women, and they were going up against the gladiators in a series of challenges. So there were many different competitions throughout the show. So I wanna talk through some of those competitions. Okay. Now, the first one is my personal favorite, Powerball. My personal favorite as well. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your memories of doing Powerball. Um, I got to tackle people for a living. I mean, that was just amazing. Um, Powerball was one of my absolute favorites, I'll be honest with you. And I think that kind of, you know, I had people go, man, I, I've seen you, you know, tackle to where you're literally flying across the floor, like a horizontal, like tackling them. Where'd you learn how to do that? You tackled like an NFL player. When I was young, we used to play tackle football with my neighbors in their front yard. So I used to play tackle football with the boys all day long. We used to just, you know, play and tackle the guys. And it was just, you know, playing in the yard and everything. And so I learned how to tackle, I guess, when I was very young. Had a blast. <laughs> and then another fun event was the joust. How was it like being up there on that pedestal? Dude, it might have been fun for you to watch, but it was not fun for the gladiators. <laughs> um, let's put it this way. Those joust sticks were heavy. And so when the girls would get the momentum behind it and come across, I mean, it rung your bell. It was just like, bam. So it wasn't one of my favorites, let's put it that way. <laughs> but here's the thing, the key to joust was to get the first hit in first. Yep. That was the key because if you could get the first hit in and stun them, you, you do get stunned when you get hit like that. Then you had the upper hand. Yep. 
And then what about the wall, climbing that wall? The wall was really, that was a lot of fun. Um, at first I remember when I, when I went up the wall the very first time and I was standing on the top of it. I don't really have a fear of heights, but yet I realized it was pretty high up and it was kind of a little intimidating, but that was a lot of fun too. It was very cool. Swing shot. Swing shot was, that was the bungee, right? Yeah. That was the second favorite to Powerball because those bungees, I mean, once you jumped off that platform and hit the ground and flew up, I mean, the feeling of flying up with that bungee was amazing. So that was, that was, a, that was a cool thing. But if you messed up and you didn't hit it just perfect to land, go back up on your platform, you're, you're messed up the entire time. Now, I know this one had to be one of your least favorite events, even though we probably like watching it, but the human cannonball. Stupidest event they ever came up with. <laughs> I mean, let's think about this. You're sitting in a room, you're thinking, okay, what kind of events can we come up with? I know, let's have them swing on a rope and knock down the other person. Really? Oh, and let's make it even better. Let's put the contender higher up and put the gladiator lower down here so the momentum when they hit them is that much harder. Yeah, um, didn't like it. Actually got nerve damage in my left arm from it because what people did not know is the contender was 10 times their weight when they hit you. So think about that for a minute. That's, that's pretty heavy, you know? And then they gave us this little tiny pad to deflect them. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, not a favorite, not a fan. And then one that, I mean, would be good for upper body strength. I don't know how hard it was to stay up there all that time, but hang tough. Hang tough was fun. That was fun because man, when you got those rings going and you're just swinging, I mean, honestly, cool, cool event. Now that event, interesting enough, was one of the tryout events and they were using us as guinea pigs to figure out how far to space the rings, how thick to make the rings. They didn't give us any kind of gloves or anything to hold on to those rings when we were trying out. My hands got blisters and all I could think was, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause I was trying out, you know? <laughs> so, but that was a fun, that was a very fun event. And Atlasphere was another one where you were inside that giant cage. Atlasphere is kind of boring for the gladiator. I'll be honest. It probably looked really good on camera, but being inside of there was, it was kind of boring. The one that, I don't know if you're gonna mention pyramid, that was fun. That was like, you know, running up the pads, tackling, and then you'd hit the pad and roll down. That was just like one big, huge pillow fight in a way. That was a blast. Yep, I was just gonna say pyramid. And then and one more before the eliminator that All I'm right. gonna mention is breakthrough and conquer. Breakthrough, conquer. Again, a lot of fun. Um, when you got the breakthrough, of course, you got to tackle the contender. That was awesome. Um, the conquer ring, the wrestling ring, there was some a little technique to that, you know, which was a lot of fun too. I would try to get the contender's head, push it down to the mat so they couldn't get me. <laughs> you know, so it became like a little cat fight. 
But that event is where a lot of aggression came up. There was a lot of like contender gladiator fights over that thing. I mean, I remember one year somebody pulled, um, uh, it was uh, Blaze, her braids. When they grabbed Blaze's braids, oh, she was pissed. It was just one of those things. There was a lot of conflict when it came to the conquer ring. And then the final event was the Eliminator. What are your so memories the of the Eliminator? The Eliminator wasn't all that for the Gladiators. If anything, we were kind of mad that we had to stick around for the Eliminator because think about it. We just stood there. We didn't really do anything. That was all contender. And I'm sure they weren't happy because they had competed all day long. And then they had to run through this Eliminator event, which was just exhausting, you know? but that separated the, the boys from the men, girls from the women. But yeah, we didn't really do anything in that one. Who do you think the toughest contender you faced was? Peggy Odita. Peggy Odita, she was, she was brutal. She was big, she was strong. She was 5'9", weighing about 185. Everything she touched, she probably beat us. Now, your job was to make sure you beat the contender, obviously. Yeah. But my question for you is, did you ever throw a competition, whether it be you felt sorry for somebody or you just felt tired that day and helped somebody win a little bit? I can't say that I actually let anybody win. I can't say that I had a favorite and I was like, okay, I'm going to be easy on them because I want them to win because... This was, this was, I mean, I'm a competitor. So therefore the competition comes into play once that whistle blows. I don't care who you are. I'm gonna give it hundred percent and I'm gonna try to beat you. But there were definitely days that I was tired or let's hypothetically say I was in a situation to where I could feel possibly I might get hurt. That's when I'd be like, okay, go. Because I'm not gonna tear an ACL or you know, a shoulder or something like that, just because of my ego that I want to win. So there were situations to where it wasn't that I let them win. It was more, I didn't want to personally get hurt. And they got to win cash prizes. But in the first season, they said that they were going to become a gladiator. And then yes. they never did. And did we ever find out why that was? I think it was a mistake. <laughs> I think that, like I said, when they're sitting around the producer table, it may, you know, maybe that was a good thought. Um, there, there maybe was a possibility that when they were looking for gladiators in the very beginning before the show started, they just didn't have a good turnout. They didn't know what they were looking for. It was brand new. So they thought, okay, if we can get these people to compete, maybe we might find a gladiator at the end of this. And I don't think they did. And so they kind of maybe had to backtrack a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that didn't turn out so well. Now you mentioned that there were some injuries. What are some other injuries that you remember anybody facing on the show? Mainly there was a lot of knee injuries, you know, tearing the ACL, shoulder injuries. Maybe the guys were tearing biceps, you know, possibly. Um, that's really pretty much it. Nothing, nothing more serious than that. And American Gladiators was so big at the time. Um, a few things that came out during its time, it had a soundtrack. Do you remember the American Gladiators soundtrack? 
Yeah, I, I do actually. I pulled it up one day. It's hard to find right now. Um, I pulled the soundtrack up. It was our opening soundtrack because I wanted to do a TikTok video to it. And it was very hard to find. But um, yeah, they had a, like, it was just like an opening soundtrack. And then they did have a home game, which yeah. I honestly was not too thrilled about. There were only three events in it, if I remember correctly. Are you talking Nintendo? Oh, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the actual physical game that came out. Really? Okay. They had, yes, they had Powerball, the Joust, and Eliminator. I, I did not know. Yeah, three events, that was it. And for me, honestly, every game kind of sucked because I was an only child. So I'm sitting here buying these games that need two players all through my life. So it's like, I have a powerful game, a Joust game, an Eliminator game, and it's just me. You just had to go next door and knock on the door. Yeah, the kids <laughs> next door, hey, come over and play. We're playing American Gladiators. <laughs> but yeah, it had a little, you know, they had a little make makeshift Powerball and this blow up Joust thing. That's hysterical. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, I remember that game. Wow. And then also there were um, some spinoffs that happened from the show as well. There was Gladiators 2000 that was yep. actually hosted by Ryan Seacrest. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? And then years later, there was a 2008 revival. Can you tell me your thoughts on when they brought American Gladiators back in 2008? Okay, so when they brought it back and put it on NBC to where Layla Ali was the host, Hulk Hogan. <clears throat> I think the Gladiators, the original Gladiators are very disappointed in that um, bring back. First of all, we were kind of bummed that they didn't even like bring us back as coaches or anything like that. The battle, the battle that we've always battled with this show, the creator of the show, and let's say some of the producers were, the show is the star, not the Gladiators. Well, that's like taking the Friends episode and saying the Friends television show is the star, not Monica, Chandler, Rachel. I mean, that's obscene. That's insane. The gladiators are the star. So therefore, since they tried to shove this down our throat the entire time, when they came back, they didn't want anything to do with us. They thought we're going to make it bigger, better than it ever was, which was hysterical because as you know, it was a big flop. It was terrible. Um, first of all, Layla Ali and Hulk Hogan were the wrong host. Nobody could hold the candle to Mike Adamley. Everything was off the cuff with Mike. He didn't have lines. I walked into the studio and watched the NBC version. They were reading off the teleprompters and they still couldn't get it right. And the opening of the show took like two and a half hours where Mike Adamley nailed it in 10 minutes. Um, that's one thing. Second thing is the gladiators they chose. No disrespect to any of the gladiators personally, but they were all the wrong choices. Every single one of them from the guys to the girls. They didn't, it's almost like they didn't put any thought into it. I'm not quite sure what they were going for. They took away the red, white, and blue. And that was one of the big, huge things about the American gladiators. Hello, first word American. They put them all in what, black, you know? We're not knights and warriors. We're not the bad guys. We're the good guys. So I just think that they went about it all wrong. 
And trust me, their ratings absolutely showed it. And that's why it lasted, what, one season? Yeah, I, I was not a fan of the revival. And like you said too, Mike Adamley was amazing. I thought he was a great host. And then I remember as well, Larry Zonka on the show. Oh yeah. I mean, they, they were great to watch. They've made a good team, those two. Yeah, so I don't know what NBC was thinking. You know, when they brought the host in, maybe they thought, okay, the host will make the show. Not quite sure. Um, the Gladiator Girls, they weren't gladiators. They were, they were, they were like everyday average girls. They went from Gina Carano to, you know, a big girl that didn't look like she worked out to a smaller girl that, I mean, it was just like, they were all across the board. Gina hated speaking in public. I watched her in person. They'd try to do an interview with her and she just literally sucked. Um, she's a great person. Don't get me wrong. Love Gina. She's awesome. But she was terrible on camera when it came to gladiators. And she, she even said it. She said it out loud. She goes, I hate interviewing. That's, that's half of it, girl. You know? <laughs> great competitor. But so, yeah, they missed the boat big time. Yeah. And you had many opportunities to go on some other shows as well when you were on the American Gladiators. Um, I'm just going to mention a couple of them, if you could just tell me your memories. Um, one of them is you got to work on a very, you know, popular group of people, and they're the Muppets. <laughs> you were on Muppets Tonight. Can you tell us about that? Oh, my God, that was so cool. And you know what's so funny is I can't find that episode. I cannot find it. I wanted to put it in one of my reels, and I couldn't find it. Um, Zap and myself got invited to do the Muppet Show. And it was just the most interesting thing ever, how they film that, you know? That was just the coolest thing. It was like, there's like this little pit to where the people were, and then the Muppets were up here, you know? <laughs> it was so cool. It was so much fun. I saw that. I'm going to send it to you because I'll, I'll look for it because I remember be seeing that recently. That would be awesome. Yeah, I remember seeing that one. And then um, you were also on The Family Feud. Yeah, that was fun too. We did two. We did two of those episodes. Tell us what I was like over there. I, we watch that all the time. Watching Family Feud right now is one of our like kind of, we're going to sit down to dinner, just like this mindless kind of thing. And I'm like, I got to find those episodes, you know? We had so much fun doing that one. Um, it was challenging though. So I do, watching the contestants right now, I feel for them sometimes because when the camera's on you and they ask you a question right away, your mind kind of goes blank for a moment. You're like, oh. <laughs> so it's, it's not as easy as it looks. Let's put it that way. Because when you're at home, you're relaxed, you're like naming stuff. You're like, why didn't you say that? But when the camera's on, you're like, yeah. So it's kind of cool. And then were you guys also on Ellen, her sitcom? Nitro and I did Ellen. That was the, uh, I, oh my God, I had to kiss Nitro on Ellen. That was hysterical. Um, yeah, that was a blast. Ellen was so much fun. She was so cool. And then after American Gladiators ended, you guys did a tour. Yes. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, the tour was, I want to say 65 cities. We did it in three months, three, three and a half months, I believe. Wait, 65 cities or 102? I don't know. There was a lot. I just lost track. 
we're in a different city almost every night. Let's put it that way for about three and a half months. Um, we had a tour bus. They crammed all the gladiators on one tour bus. You can imagine how that went after a while. The first two days we were all like, woo, this is so much fun. And then like a week went by, a month went by. By the end of it, we were like, woo. <laughs> um, it, was, it was hard because of the fact that we were traveling so much in a hotel every night, different city every day. We're like the little rock stars on the road. Um, we all got completely out of shape, even though we tried to train. Um, we tried to eat healthy, but you just can't, you know, not when you're on the road like that. Um, they, would, they would come in the night before and set up, and then we would come in that night, perform for two and a half hours, uh, sign autographs, jump on the bus, and literally drive all night to the next city maybe get into a hotel room around two, three in the morning. So it was, it was rough. And why was the show canceled? My personal opinion is there was a year that it was after the tour. And we as gladiators, we sold out Madison Square Gardens, Nassau Coliseum, um, merchandising was coming out you know, all the merchandising, everything. And after we got off that tour, the gladiators got together and we had a meeting and we were just like, this show has gotten huge. We have gotten big. Our contracts suck. We are getting no merchandising rights whatsoever. We need to ask for them, but we need to stick together as a team in order to do that. Well, let me tell you how hard it is to get 10 people with 10 personalities and 10 different opinions to stick together to hold out for merchandising rights. Um, we started out with 10 and we wound up with four, I believe. You have no power when you have four out of 10. So they got rid of us four, myself, Nitro, Gemini, and I think there was one more and I can't remember who it was at the time but the rest of them folded. They got scared. Oh, I can't do this, I gotta, I gotta go back, I gotta feed my family. Um, so they got rid of this and then the next year they replaced us and the ratings went from here to here. So that's when it started going downhill, when they thought, okay, we can just replace you. Didn't happen, didn't work. And um, after that, they just started declining. They didn't put money back into the show. They weren't putting advertising dollars. It was just one of those shows that sucked out as much as they could constantly without putting any money back into it. So I think that's basically why it folded. And then when you were gone, you came back, correct? So that's what happened, you were gone for a little back. bit? Yeah, I came back. Um, so I was, I was missing um, that one year and then myself, I came back, Jim and I came back, Nitro came back, but he came back as a host one year. I think the year after that he came back as a gladiator, I'm not quite sure. Um, but yeah, it just started declining. They weren't putting any money back into it. You never saw commercials for gladiators, ever. You know, but they just kept sucking it dry, thinking we're gonna ride this out because I heard that they never thought the show was gonna go in the first place. And so they just kind of threw it out there as a show. And all of a sudden it kind of took off and they were surprised. And I think at that point in time, they just 
they knew that they were just going to ride the wave as long as they could not put a dime back into it. Now, after you were completely done being an American gladiator, where did you go from there? What did you choose to do with life? Well, it's interesting because your first year after glad, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one because your first year when the show ends, I mean, we went from television show tour um, and then we did the live show down in Florida, the Gladiator Live. So it really kind of ended, we, our show ended, let's say one year, but yet that year we were still doing the live show in Orlando, Florida. Once that show ended in Orlando, Florida, I knew that it was kind of done. And that's when I opened a gym. I opened the gym down in Orlando, Florida in downtown. It was called Better Bodies. And so I kept that gym running for about, I want to say three, it was four years, as a matter of fact. Um, I thought, <laughs> which was funny at the time, I thought I could open the gym, come back to California and have somebody run it. Yeah, that doesn't work in business. <laughs> you know, that was my, I was very naive when it came to that. So um, I had to move to Orlando and I wasn't a fan of living in Florida just because of the humidity and the flying cockroaches. <laughs> you know? Um, Florida itself, I miss the mountains. You know, I'm, I'm a California girl, so I look outside and I see mountains. And so, you know, we have the we have here in Cali, we have the beach, the desert, the mountains. We can snowboard. In Florida, it's just hot, muggy, and humid all the time. So I lived there about four years, and once my four years was over, I realized I could sell the gym, and that's when I came back to California. Um, I opened another business. I started. I I loved opening businesses and running them and building them up, and then you know. Um, selling them. So I was the entrepreneur for a while. I was still trying to act at the same time, but that's when the reality show came in. Yeah. When the reality show came in, the, the whole, you know, reality shows, all that, they didn't want any celebrities. They wanted the average everyday person. I wasn't that. So I didn't get a lot of gigs right when the show ended. It was tough for a little while. Yeah. Now with your experience on American Gladiators and particularly with Breakthrough and conquer that little bit of wrestling interaction there. Did you ever think about going and becoming a wrestler? Um, it's interesting because we fought that persona for so long. You know, the gladiators were, you know, we would go, you guys were like, you know, pro wrestlers. No, we're not. You know, we'd always, no, we're not. We're real, you know, because we always knew WWF at the time was like fake wrestling. Don't get me wrong, they hit the floor and it's hard and heavy and everything, but everything was staged. Our show was not staged. It was like, boom, you, whatever you saw, that's exactly what happened. So we fought that for so long. So after the Gladiators, I didn't really think of becoming a wrestler, you know, at all. Um, and then again, I think that I had been so tired of hitting the floor and getting beat up and everything that I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do that. <laughs> Now, a show that was really popular before American Gladiators was Glow, the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Now, see, if that was still around, maybe you could have went to Glow, become a Glow Girl. Possibility. But think about it. The Glow Girls back then, they weren't real muscular like the Gladiator Girls. No, they weren't. Right. So I didn't fit in. I didn't fit into that little mold they had <laughs> at the time. Now, do you remember, because um, I, um, I was talking to Hollywood from Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. She right. wanted me to ask you if you remember ever meeting the Glow girls or conventions you guys did together or anything like that. 
we did a lot of personal appearances and I know that we ran into them, you know, at like one of the events, um, which was a lot of fun. I love doing events like that with, you know, certain like different celebrities and, you know, meeting these girls and who they are. Great respect to them. So yeah, I, re I remember a little bit about meeting some of the Glow girls. And it's so funny because you also have another Glow connection, which <laughs> Your glow connection, I'm going to tell you, I have another glow connection to that glow connection. Okay. So first you tell your story and then I'm going to tell you how I'm a little bit into that too. Okay. So my glow story about before the pandemic happened? Yes. That story, okay. if you could share that story. Um, it had been about three months before the pandemic happened. And for about six months, I had been going out on auditions and, you know, trying to get back in the whole acting thing, got myself an agent. And there was a call for Glow, you know, on Netflix. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for me. Even my agent was like, this is a perfect role for you. So I went and auditioned for it. And I didn't hear anything for about a month. And when you don't hear anything for about a month, you can pretty much know you're done, you know? Um, but then all of a sudden he contacts me and this was about three weeks before the pandemic happened. And he calls me, he goes, Lori, he goes, are you ready to be famous again? And I went, what are you talking about? And I go, by the way, yes. <laughs> um, he goes, they didn't want you for the one role that you actually auditioned for, but there is a role that they would, you would be perfect for, they said. So they're putting you on hold, which means that once they get to that, you're gonna be on. I was so excited. I was just like, this was perfect. It was literally the perfect role. Bam, the pandemic happened. I was like, are you kidding me? And then, so I was like, you know, we we're waiting. We we're waiting because that whole summer we we're waiting for the pandemic to get over with and things are opening up again. And apparently, I don't know if it was Netflix that this thought that, you know, let's just get rid of the show. They were in their last season anyway, but I was going to get to do an entire season with them. So I was just like, so happy. And then it just got killed. <laughs> I was bummed. I'll be honest with you because you know, being a gladiator, being an athlete, there's only certain amount of roles that we're really right for. This was one of them. This was one that could have like kind of catapulted me into different, you know, acting roles. So yeah. That's, that's, that's breaking news to our fans here. Yeah. Ice could have been on Glow. And what I was going to say, my connection too, is one of the girls who was on Glow Netflix, Rebecca Johnson, Johnson, I actually worked with her on a skit on MTV's Boiling Points, the hidden oh, prank show so cool. back in the day. To, so to see her on Glow, Netflix, and yeah. I grew up watching the original Glow, I thought that was pretty cool as well. That's awesome. That is so, such a cool. Cool connections we all got right there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, speaking of Netflix, yeah. I heard a rumor that they're possibly doing a documentary on American Gladiators. Is this you true? You are correct. Finally, finally. Um, we, were, we have been wanting to do a documentary on our show forever. And 
it's it finally is happening. So um, all I can tell you right now is uh, we all did our interviews and they're like five to six hours long. They're in the editing process now. We've got six parts, I believe. Six parts coming out on Netflix. And it's going to either be this fall or possibly the beginning of next year. I'm not quite sure. They haven't given us a date yet. Now, I want to be very clear about something. There is another documentary that is coming out that people will hear probably first. So I'm thinking it's going to be like an appetizer to our Netflix. And that's ESPN 30 for 30. Unfortunately, our team got divided. Okay. Um, of course, it came to money. It came to um, different scenarios. You know, the ESPN came to us first. And actually, it was the creator of the show. And he said, hey, they're doing a documentary about me. And it'd be really cool if you were on it. <laughs> so I kind of, you know, we all got the phone call. We all got the text message. We all kind of got together. and We started laughing, going, First of all, they have no idea who the creator of the show is. This show is not going to be about the creator. Let's be real. It's a documentary about the American Gladiators. And his, after he gave us the spiel, at the end of it, he goes, by the way, there's no pay. And we just went, really? You screwed us the entire time on our show, and now you just want to stick it to us at the very end. So um, we kind of, we got divided because uh, the ones that really held out and went, no, this is wrong, did not go to ESPN 30 for 30. And we held out and it was about, and it was a good thing we held out because about 30 days later, Netflix came along and Dan Clark, which is Nitro, he pulled it together and was one of the producers. He started picking my brain and then he said, this is what we're doing. I said, I'll be more than happy to help you but I want to co-produce this. And he said, that's fine. And so he got the clearance from Netflix. So I should have credits, a co-producer on that. And um, yeah, it should be really cool. So the team get good, they did get divided. Um, to me, there's A-list and B-list gladiators. Like you said before, gladiators kind of came and went, but there was the staples, you know? So myself, Nitro, Zap, um, Diamond Sky, Blaze. I mean, um, I believe we got Turbo, Laser, Tower. We got the A-list gladiators that are going to Netflix. That's awesome. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be so much fun to watch. Yep. And then another thing that I heard that is happening is that the WWE is going to do some sort of reboot with American Gladiators. Can you tell us what you know about that? I heard the same rumor, okay? And I kind of hope they are. I really do because like we talked about before, NBC missed the boat last time when they chose their gladiators. And if Vince McMahon, WWE does this, I know. I mean, if they grab those girls, those girls are beautiful. They're strong. They're, uh, they're powerful. Those are gladiator girls. So I'm kind of hoping that it, it is true. And if it is true, they should be in production right now. And it should come out probably the end of this year and fall. So think about that. WWE does gladiators. That hits the end of fall. Of course, they never contacted us because they don't want anything to do with us again. 
but um, that comes out and then our Netflix documentary comes out. So I kind of hope they get the ball rolling and different things will come about and maybe some more personal appearances, possibly some television. That would be amazing. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that would be great. I think it would be so awesome watching the WWE wrestlers in there. Right? And it'd be interesting to think who they're going to put because obviously you also, they're on WWE. So some of them can't be part of the show, perhaps, you know, but, but there's so many wrestlers on that roster too that don't get enough screen time. But I think what they might do is they might leave their wrestlers and they might just get all new girls. But the cool thing is, is what I have heard too, is they're going back to the red, white, and blue uniforms. I heard they're using the old logo. Um, so all of that, they're trying to recreate the original as much as they possibly can. So I have a feeling that they might go out and get all new girls. Yeah, and that, and that would still be so cool. I can't oh, wait to yeah. see what they come out with. Oh my God, they've, they've got, if, if they do anything and it's remotely like the girls they hire for WWE, they're on point. If they veer from that, it's gonna suck again. Yep. <laughs> now I want to know what inspires you? Wow, that's a good question. What inspires me? That's pretty sad that I can't really think of anything right now. <laughs> um, what inspires me? You know, I'll be honest with you. Lately, probably in the last, the, come on. How can you ask a person this question after being locked down for an entire year and we've been in our homes, not being able to live our normal life? What inspires me? Just in, in general, just life and going out and meeting people and getting back to normal and wanting to go back out on auditions again and, and having to meet people like you and having fun again. You know, um, just getting back to normalcy. I don't even know what inspires me right now. Just <laughs> the fact that we've just been in this weird kind of lull and haven't been able to do anything. Yeah. You know? So right I could have popped off on that question about three years ago <laughs> before all this happened. <laughs> so right. So right now, what are you focusing on? You're focusing on acting and then you're also, are you still doing personal training as well? No, I stopped being a babysitter a long time ago. <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't, I just, I got so burned out on personal training. I just, I, I love helping people and I'll help people all day long, but I just don't want to do it for a living any longer. You know, um, I still do a little bit of real estate. I have flipped a couple houses here and there, which is an absolute blast. Um, so doing that kind of stuff, to be quite honest with you, I guess I, I want to say I'm a little retired and I never thought I could use that word because I always considered retired with old. I can't put myself in the same category, but um, I'm playing a lot of golf. Um, that's the next thing. I mean, I want to kind of get back into doing celebrity golf tournaments like I used to do with gladiators. So that's the other thing that I want to start contacting people. So been playing golf a couple times a week, uh, still doing a little real estate here and there, um, you know, creating little websites and getting my social media up and running and getting big. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Just enjoy All right. Awesome. I can. 
And now, do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time to play the lightning round. Oh no, all right, let's do it. So let's I'm gonna it. name you two things and you tell me which one you prefer. Do you prefer snowboarding or surfing? Surfing. S'mores or Oreo cookies? Oreos. Would you prefer hearing a funny story or a funny one-liner? Funny story. Air guitar or air drums? <laughs> oh my God, both. <laughs> That's me in the car. Na, 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 na. Air drums. <laughs> Let's make a deal or price is right? Let's make a deal. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Golf or tennis? Oh, golf all day long. <laughs> Would you prefer a vacation or a staycation? Vacation, I wanna get away from my animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of animals do you have? I've got four dogs, a cat, and two saltwater fish tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Cash or credit? Cash all day. Do you have a messy desk or a clean desk? I'm a messy person. <laughs> Book smarts or street smarts? Street smart all day long. Beverly Hills 90210 or Melrose Place? Oh, that's a good one. Melrose. Yeah, I love Melrose Place. <laughs> and this one's a three-parter. Do you prefer field hockey, ice hockey, or air hockey? Air hockey. I know, air hockey is awesome. Yeah. Air hockey is my favorite. Yep. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Oh, I've had so much fun. Thank you so much. And I will tell your listeners, hey, check out my TikTok account, which yep. is Lori Ice Fetrick. That's my TikTok. If you run across one that says it's private, it's not mine. And my Instagram is Lori Fetrick Fit. Go there. Check me out. Love it. And is there any special message you'd like to say to all the fans today? I would just like to say thank you for being a fan all these years. Um, I didn't realize my fan base was still out there until I did get on TikTok and it just kind of blew up and they just loved it. And that just really touched my heart, you know, because I'm starting to get all the comments and messages and I was like, wow, you're still there. So much fun. So I just want to say thank you so much for, you know, being a Gladiator fan and sticking by the originals for a while. And um, it's been a fun ride and it's not over yet. And thank you guys for watching. Be sure to follow me on social media as well. My Instagram is at official Mike Rand. Facebook's official Mike Rand. Twitter's at Mike Rand com, C-O-M. The website's MikeRand.com, YouTube.com slash the Mike Rand. And wherever else we're streaming and we're probably, Ice and I are famous now. We're on networks. We're on streaming. We're all over the place. We're all worldwide with this. Yeah, we are. This Thanks, interview Mark. just blew us up. So thank you for <laughs> watching. Thank you for joining us here today, Lori. And thank we you. will talk to you all soon. Bye, Bye. everybody.